The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and as always, it's all good baby baby, Uh, it was all a dream. From time to time, we peruse Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the wolf of Oakland. Uh, it's an emergency pod. Uh, guys, I got the stream deck I'm trying to get set up. I'm going uh, to go a little inside baseball here. I'm going full Gary Shanley, breaking the fourth wall. Um, I am not good with technology. So whenever I got the stream deck, and whenever I had to like download a program with it, that was already too far. And then I had to like download another product that wasn't even related to it and create like virtual lines in and out. And now I think I'm just talking to ghosts or me, the heavy reverb. I suck at it. So that's why there was no show on uh, Thursday, but it's a good thing because uh, things happened. Shit got crazy. We've got a carryover at Belmont. We've got major news with uh, how races are going to be run this summer. And I've got the man. He failed to menace. But he succeeded to steal the nation's heart. Our own Seabiscuit, Matthew Dennis. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Not much. Uh, good to be here with you. And yeah, I I was joking with somebody earlier today. Can we not just have like three normal days in a row in the sport? And indeed, the answer is no. No, we cannot. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I thought I was going to have a lovely weekend. I had already you know gotten done capping the Saturday card at Belmont. Was looking forward to kicking back and relaxing. Uh, and then Churchill Downs and Heisa had completely different plans for what I was going to spend my weekend talking about and doing. Yeah, it feels like you have a sequence of crazy shit happen. And like when you're into it, you're like, this doesn't surprise me that more right. crazy shit happens. But as more keeps happening, you're like, there's no way. There's no <laughs> way the streak can continue. It's been it's been insane. Um, first, real quick, pod housekeeping. Don't forget, this is the last week. For you to leave a review for the show, the Notorious Ooh. OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and uh, get yourself in the drawing to win the one, the only Fallen Bob canvas print. I dreamed it up. I outsourced it to uh, Eastern Europe. Someone made it for me fifty dollars. It recently appraised outside of an antiques roadshow for a bus pass and a box of envelopes. So get in there on the phone, Bob. We're going to draw the winner on Belmont Saturday. And word of the wise, get your get your reviews in early because sometimes it takes a minute for them to show up for me to see. You don't want to mm-hmm. miss out. You don't want to miss out. Yeah. You want to wait for a year for me to come up for another fucking awesome painting. I don't know if I'll ever come up with another one like this. It's a great idea. I love it. And uh, I feel a little cheated because I, I, I already put a comment and I already reviewed your pod months ago uh, before this fallen Bob thing. So I feel a little cheated by this, but. I'm happy for the nameless person out there who doesn't even know it yet or might not have even done a review yet who is going to be the proud recipient of the Fallen Bomb. You've got the six-timers velour pants. You've got the seven-timers uh, <laughs> 1980s bomber jacket. Like, how much more swag? Do you, is that why you're the only reason why you're showing up anymore, Matthew? 
No, I no, I, I I listen. It's just all for good company, my friend. So, uh, I and that's a great callback reference to the the Five Timers Club on SNL and a great skit. Uh, that that's is, uh, you can call me Mister Steve Martin now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I oh God, yes. Oh my God, I could go into SNL for forever. Uh, let's talk about something not funny. Uh, no. Churchill Downs will be ceasing operations temporarily following twelve horse deaths. That everyone is well aware of. I'm talking me and you, your mama and your cousin too. Mm-hmm. Everyone is well aware of it. Um, my sister doesn't know shit about racing. She goes to Oakland, whatever. She, uh, I walked into her house yesterday. First thing, what's up with all these horses dying? And you know she didn't care. Like was bored after like two minutes into that answer. Um, but according to the Blood Horse article which we still peruse occasionally uh, by Byron King. The decision was uh, the recommendation of the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, uh, HISA, which uh, if you're not familiar with the term, term, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority, um, which I hope is better than the Port Authority. Um, basically, what they said was uh, there's not one thing that killed all 12 horses, so we can't let racing keep happening. So is this just like a house on Haunted Hill situation? What the f- What is going on in Louisville? Well, it, 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 I think there's a lot of layers to this, obviously. I, I think those of us who follow the sport closely, we could have told you all 12 deaths weren't linked. And we, and we knew that for a while. We There was a paddock accident. There was the two horses that died immediately after racing. Yeah. There was a breakdowns on the turf, breakdowns on the dirt, different parts of the track. So, listen, I think a lot of us had been calling, myself included, for Churchill to be more proactively public about how they were dealing with this issue. Because this just it wasn't like one or two here, one or two there. We had seven leading up to Derby week. And and yet somehow we were just like, eh, kind of radio silent on like what we're doing. And I understand there are people in the industry who've reached out to me privately and said, hey, we've been working behind the scenes on this stuff. You got to have some transparency in this sport and let people know you're doing things, especially in today's social media world and in the 21st century when things become catastrophes very quickly uh, from a media spotlight. And when people like your sister and people like my mom, who lives in the middle of nowhere and doesn't even have the Internet, literally, I got, got came down to visit her last weekend. It was her birthday weekend. And she, the very first question she asked me as well was, What's this that I'm hearing about all these deaths at Churchill Downs? Like, you got to do something. And, you know, after 12 deaths, you finally had that kind of press release saying that they were going to take a closer examination of the track. The track does appear to look uh, fine, according to all indications. Uh, And but it's still from a PR standpoint, move everything to Ellis Park. That's where you're going to next anyway. Uh, And. You know, it's just I know some people will I know there are some kind of traditional blue bloods in Kentucky who think this is all just a dog and pony show and that they're giving in to the masses on this. And this is going to give the wrong impression that the track is broken. I think it's going to give the impression of, listen, we're taking this seriously. And in a month from now or two months from now, when we issue an official report that says, here's our findings, and maybe we find the surface is totally safe and maybe there are other causes for the deaths, people are going to believe you because you actually took things seriously now. Listen, the majority of America isn't an agrarian society anymore. So in the <laughs> in the 30s, whenever probably, you know, 12 horses died in a span like this, probably no one batted an eye because people were used to growing up on farms and things. And horses, you know, animals not necessarily being companions, pets. 
their tools. They're there for, yeah. for work. They're born to do what they do and you use them and you take care of them for as long as you can, but eventually they pass on. We're, we're a little bit more touchy feely and I'm not saying that's a bad thing by any right. means. Like hug, hug the shit out of your kids. Don't get me wrong. Like hug the, hug the stripper heels right off of your, your children, <laughs> your daughters. That's what I do every day. Um, this is, this is my thing. And it's, I, I feel like a lot of times it boils down. I really feel like the surface is the most consistent thing. And I, it, it feels like to me with no proof that the surface might be to blame. And I remember this with seeing Anita and thinking the exact same thing, which is if they figure out the surface is to blame, they're never going to say that the, that, Oh yeah, we had a garbage surface and a couple of your, you know, right. one of your million dollar horses and a couple of your $50,000 horses uh, died because of it. Like what it's, we, what, we always get spin. We'll never get anything but spin. It's the mm -hmm. world we live in now. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's you, you're right about that. And I think that, you know, we should mention this came on the heels. This decision to move to Ellis Park came on the heels the day before of Churchill Downs saying that they were also suspending certain, uh, you know, performance based uh you know, incentives for trainers that had so many starts and rolling back initiatives where if a horse, a horse was unable to run four times in a rolling eight week period. And if a horse mm -hmm. had been defeated by 12 or more lengths for five consecutive starts, like multiple they starts, were going yep. to be uh, ineligible to run at Churchill Downs. One Just of my take away one of my bread and butter ankles, no big deal. And, <laughs> and, but one of the things that I will say is, and this speaks to when people get frustrated about Heisa and things like that, Guess who already did this four years ago? Oh, right, Santa Anita. I, and and again, again, guess who just decided, ah, that <laughs> these common sense measures? Ah, screw that. We're not going to let California dictate what we do in Kentucky. And yeah. so Kentucky does what Kentucky wants to do. And Churchill Downs does what Churchill wants to do. And everybody has their own little fiefdom in this sport in such a way that you need to have more uniform policies for safety purposes. And I understand people are going to, latch on to the most ridiculous elements of those safety procedures, whether it's using a crop so many times, et cetera, but it's other measures like this that have really demonstrated usefulness out in California racing. And it's one of the reasons why over the last 10 years, this has become a safer sport. Yeah. Listen, whenever the Ford V8 came out and you could run across state lines, robbing banks and the cops <laughs> just had to stop you, they had to form the fucking FBI. That's right. kind of how I see Heisa. Honestly, yeah. is it's just a, a way to standardize uh, everything. Um, here's something that should be standard for everybody. First, bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to 2,500 embedding advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without, without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favorite bet uh, you like, or even use this to create an awesome middle or even hedge, which is disgusting. You should never do it. Uh, edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. This isn't Joe Pesci. They charge zero interest. There's no juice running. I was going to dig a hole in the desert, get there like 45 minutes early. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, which just sounds like a, like a hot like 900 number. 
I like would call for like two seconds in third grade and then hang up real quick. Um, all right. That was a weird look into my childhood. Uh, last thing on the, the Churchill Downs moving to Ellis Park and uh, everything um, is just a message to just horsedom in general. Um, just just tighten, tighten it up. Tighten the shit up. It's getting sloppy. All right. Everyone. Everyone needs to tighten it. Everyone needs to do some some. Uh, let's just say uh, spiritual sit ups and suck their guts in and figure this shit out. All right. Let's figure out. The Belmont Park pick six for tomorrow. Matthew, we got a friggin' carryover heading into this one. Love it. It starts race five, which post time for race five is going to be 3.03 Eastern, 2.03 God's time. So we're put, we had to do this rapid fire. We're putting together tickets for you. Keep in mind, this is a $1 base. Um, this ticket is going to be, uh, how they say, expensive. Um, it's going to be <laughs> real expensive. It's going to be more expensive than my sweet-ass gold-plated 18-carat Cuban link chain. That's right. I'm talking about this all I can. Um, I I went with two horses here. What did you like in the opener for this pick six how likely are we to say that's why god made pick fives and be firing back <laughs> uh, I, it depends how deep you go i feel like this is a really tough leg to start on because i feel like there are like four horses and and david aragona who says the morning line does a really good job obviously but there are four horses that are all kind of between five to two and nine to two in this race and they kind of are indistinguishable from each other uh this is a tough one i ultimately landed on first deputy as my top choice uh, nine to two on the morning line. And I just feel like this is a horse that, uh, you know, has been running pretty well. Uh, and I really does like the distance eight for 15 in the exact at the distance, uh, and has run well at Belmont in the limited time. Uh, we'll get the class drop as well has been running in state restricted $45,000 optional claimers. You go back and look at how this horse ran in open company claimers or state restricted uh, claiming 25s and the horse has done very, very well in those spots. So I really like first deputy here. And then the other one that I like, uh, and and I'm going to use more than just two in this sequence. So I'm interested in hearing which two you end up using, but I also use the number four of uh, Longgren two. Uh, look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Are you kidding me? Surely he wasn't going to name my second horse, too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, talk yeah, to me about much. this one, because this is Lone Speed. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I thought. Oscar Barrera, you get Oliver Madison up. Uh, two people whose names start with O's. That's got to be a winning combination. Uh, <laughs> the horse gets the weight break. It might be the speed of speed in the field uh, where everyone wants to go. It's a Saturday track at Naira. Could be juice. So you can't shy away uh, from horses that might get tired out in a duel because they just might fucking hold tomorrow. I've seen yeah. it happen at Naira plenty of times. It's not like it's a huge day. It's not like it's Met Mile and Acorn and, and everything like, you know, it's it's not Belmont Day, but they like to like to speed it up a little bit on the weekends. Like people who do a little bit of meth on Fridays just to party a little bit harder on Friday night. I, who was your I, other horse? No, I agree. I mean, I that so I, I definitely like the four there. The other ones that I, I think the way that you're going to have to run back a pick five is if you leave the one off your ticket, I think, uh, because David Jacobson has been sending out a lot of winners and he got a rat Ortiz jr. And him teaming up 
And that one just feels like, oh, you're going to try to get smart and try to beat this horse. Well, he's going to win by seven lengths. And so uh, I'm going to use the one and I'm also going to probably use the six air point. Uh, I just those top four. Like I said, I just can't. I mean, yes, I like first deputy the most, but my level of confidence is not nearly enough where I just go, oh, I feel confident with just these two. And that's it. So I'm going to go four deep in the first leg. David Jacobson, Jingleheimer Schmidt. That's his winner, too. Matthew says, uh, we are going to hit race six. I was just two for my top pick being first deputy at nine to two uh, for the uh, exotically named Lolita Sh- Shivmangal, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's no Naipaul Chatterpaul, which is my favorite trainer name of all time. Race six, six furlongs, $95,000 in one something allowance on the inner turf. Guess what? It's a turf sprint. Matthew, what's going to happen? Uh... They're going to go slow up front. <laughs> Let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. What What do I think is going to happen? You think they're going to go way too fast up front and somebody's going to close from the back. That is exactly what you think is going to happen. That is you. Yeah. Yeah. You pretty, pretty well nailed it. Uh, so, on... so give me your deep closer. Give me your mind that bird at six furlongs on the, on the turf. Okay. The two Cali magic 15 <laughs> to one. Yourself. Chris Englehart. I like Chris Englehart. I love I, I love the Englehart's. I love the uh, of the Finger Lakes Englehart's. I believe is how you have to refer to them. Uh, <laughs> but I, I I mean Englehart decides to run Cali Magic in the weeds today after a monster performance last out on the main track on on the 21st of uh, April 421. Better late than never. Uh she's mm-hmm. got five career tr- turf tries with two places. She's not devoid of talent. She's won 25% of her career starts. The pace is too perfect because, in my mind, every sprint race on the turf is going to melt down. Uh, <laughs> the pace is too perfect, and she should have first run from the rail. So, I, I mean, I'm including two more horses with that. But, yeah, Cali Magic was was far and away my, my favorite at 15 to 1. So, I, I'll i be interested to hear who your other two are. So, I went back and forth between two horses, uh, the 1 and the 10. Uh, who are ironically put right next to each other in the stall because the one's a coupled entry. Yep. Um, but uh, the number one is redefined five to one for Tony Dutro. And this is one who I think just needed that race at Tampa had been, you know, off for quite a while and now is coming back, I think in a little bit of a better spot and has a little bit more conditioning, some really nice works leading up to this race, uh, especially that 48 flat bullet on May 12th on the Belmont turf. Uh, so I like seeing that a lot. This one, I think five to one, you're getting a good price. And here's another horse that if if you're not going to maybe buy in all the way on chases sense that it's going to be deep closers, then I think the the one is going to sit a useful trip. Doesn't need to be in the lead, but can sit mid pack and launch. Uh, and I think that's helpful. And then the 10 uh, gallon of rush is honestly a little bit of your angle of like, this is a horse that's going to be coming running late. I think the seven, for, or I think this distance is going to work out nicely uh, with the pace set up and What's so interesting about Gallon of Rush is, you know, you can just draw a line through, I think, a lot of these uh, dirt efforts that they had. Not that they were necessarily bad, but when you isolate the turf efforts, it's really good. And this horse is getting blinkers on and has had blinkers the last couple of races. And you can see it really made a difference, I think, in that April 16th race. Now you're getting second back from a layoff. And it feels like this horse with the blinkers added really is going to make a lot of sense. You get uh, Jose Ortiz, who's been on fire up there in New York as well. Uh, so my top two are the 110, and I'll probably throw in the seven Anna Karenin, uh at 9-2 to two for Chad Brown. That one just looks 
maybe, you know, pretty tough coming back uh, from the here comes the bride and running pretty well in an allowance race last time out. So we uh, we agree on Gallon Rush. Uh, the only other horse I'm using in addition to the two Cali Magic and the 10 Gallon Rush uh, is the five Gunboat mm. at five to one. I feel like I've been on this horse a lot and I've just really haven't seen the the fruits of it yet. Um, Suge tried this exact move with the horse I liked today that didn't quite get the job done, but it doesn't mm. sour me on the pattern or the placement for the horse. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't Suge doesn't r- rush decisions like Suge moves on on Suge time which, slowly which, like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like a you know diabetes rascal time it just <laughs> it only goes up to rabbit speed um but he doesn't you know rush these decisions on a surface no. switch he worked this horse just like he did with uh with the uh other horse uh earlier today all over the local turf yep sharp 48 and three uh and it has a turf winning sib. I mean, it, the, it makes a ton of yeah. sense because whenever I projected out this act, this pace, I mean, I took a look at it and I said that, uh, you know, the, the the horse might not actually be all the way up in in that fray. Like the horse right. might be able to sit just a little bit uh, behind it and uh, keep clean and, you know, emerge from a wall of horses. It will be getting um the pocket trip that, uh, <laughs> that uh, Matthew absolutely hates. I, you know, listen, I just, it killed me the other day at Woodbine too. Emma Jane has had a pocket trip and uh, guess what happened? The rail didn't open up and uh, had plenty of horse under her and just couldn't go anywhere. And so it's it crazy when the rail doesn't open me. up whenever Woodbine is a, as wide as like two, like <laughs> two runways at O'Hare <laughs> put, put next exactly. together. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, really? We're going to hug the rail. Okay, great. And so <laughs> that's that. So. All right. We're two legs in. Finals is going on, which is like basketball for white people on ice. We've got two more free contests for the Stanley Cup, plus the NBA Finals. Enter exclusively on the SGPN app. Series props, game props. You win a $100 SGPN gift card. It's up for grabs for each contest. Download the SGP app. SGP. Download. Download the SGPN app. And enter now. My tongue just started working again. Uh, story time. Uh, my mom texted me uh, very uh distraught because uh, my nephew was at the local minor league game playing catch with someone and the way she described it like he's like 10 some teenager picked up a ball and just like threw like a roger clemens fastball at him hit him in the face knocked out about three of his teeth he has to have like you know oral surgery turns out it was just like the kid was actually smaller than him he just had like a like a cannon like he just he just ran into someone who's like body performance and like velocity and RPM. Like Bryce, yeah, the kid's the like chain. Bryce Young. You know, he's just he's small, but he's got a howitzer as a just a arm. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how that howitzer goes next year. That's another subject. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's race seven. Uh, eight and a half furlongs, ninety thousand dollars made in special weight on the Widener turf. Uh, if you're not spreading this race, um, I would like to know how long you've been an Oracle. And how if you can teach me how to read things from the chicken bones, because uh, this one looks chaotic, to say the least. Uh, I ended up, what, four deep here. I never let myself go more than four deep anyway, but I'm interested to see 
if we landed on any of the same horses, I was so not confident. I don't have a top pick here. I have just four horses I like. I so it's funny. I actually feel a little bit more confident. I only went too deep in this race. Uh, so, and I am fading Chad and I rad. And uh, I'll tell you why. Uh, because this is actually a pretty amazing statistic for, on the number eight redistricting, uh, who is three to one on the morning line. I think a lot of people are going to use and single maybe. Uh, I over the last five years, I rad Ortiz Jr. is O for twenty one writing Chad Brown Maidens in debut on the turf at Belmont. That doesn't oh, even make 20. sense. Nope, it doesn't. And I checked the numbers three times to make sure that they're correct uh, before I even texted and somebody about this. And had that's, a pretty, that's, check. A, that's a pretty stellar nugget because you know what? Even you telling me that and then me seeing that this is a Clarevic horse running on the turf with Chad exactly. Brown with Irad Ortiz up yeah. um, makes me glad that I didn't use the fucking thing on my ticket. Ah, there you go. Nice work, my friend. So listen, I went to fly right. The number seven is my top pick. Uh, this is one I really like a lot. I'm, I'm taking a shot with this horse. Uh, has run against outstanding company as a two-year-old. Ran against General Jim, who, of course, then came back and ran on the dirt and ended up uh, winning the Pat Day Mile. Major dude who just run the Penn Mile at Penn National on Friday evening. Ari Gold, who came back to win a stakes race after that, uh, uh, after that maiden victory. I just feel like this is a horse at six to one in the morning line. Uh, I think you can get a little bit of a price here. The connections aren't overwhelming. So again, uh, I think the price is going to float up, but I really like that seven. And then I'm going to use the two Cumberland, uh, the George Weaver horse. I, I think he makes a ton of sense here uh, as well. And uh, with Joel Rosario aboard, this is a horse last time that really just went to the front, got nabbed by Kalik, who's going to be in another leg of this in the grade two uh, Penine Ridge. And so uh, I just think, Cumberland is a really, really nice horse. And if you can get uh, even five to two, the morning line on him, that would be great. I'll, I will say that if I was going to spread to another horse and, and a third, I would probably add the three when loves take over at 12 to one horse had a huge perk up on the turf last time out, still a maiden, but I, I, I really like this one quite a bit. And obviously, um, you know, it, did, it didn't perk up enough to win, but just finished second by a neck. So uh, those are those are the three that I was most interested in. But to keep the cost of the ticket down, I'll go two seven. So uh, to to keep with the continuity sake, instead of working from the inside out, uh, I'm going to work from the outside back to the inside and then to the middle uh, because I really liked fly right the seven at six to one, uh, especially with the first time Lasix for uh, Leah the body Giamatti. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to point out that nickname is solely of my own creation. I don't think anyone else uses it. So if anyone needs to be scolded for it on social media, I am Himothy. <laughs> then we tuck back to the inside where I liked the two Cumberland five to two, uh, clear cut turf route, early speed in this race. Yeah. Is what, what I saw, uh, you know, with these races, you always really have to scrutinize. You can't just look and see one, 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 one. You need to see, first at the first call 25 seconds to realize that the horse is you know running 22 23 seconds to get in the lead right that's your horse that's probably going to be on the lead no matter how e8 it looks in the kieran speed points um i'm gonna tuck it back move it back towards the middle where i was on the three when love takes over uh at 12 to one uh i mean the horse made a really impressive move before you know being put on the shelf and missed by a neck did it in stalking fashion, passing other horses. And I guess I'm a T-Mac fan today because I'm on another Trevor McCarthy. <laughs> um, kind of like the consistent slow works uh, leading into this one. Yeah. I mean, 
me when love takes over i black out i wake up in mexico stolen miata with my beautiful bride by my side kilo of bam bam and a fully automatic weapon no she's a six ohana honor at 18 oh, yeah. my note on this one is ooh, should be switching surfaces though <laughs> This is the move after the move from Shug that I've been following. This is the move after the move. He's already done the move with this horse. So this is one that's running back after that. Uh, you know, it's tried running through the wood through the weeds for the first time. Uh could, you know, looks like it could be well meant for for turf. Had that race at Gulfstream, you know. Let let's see how this runs. And if he punches through the sound barrier, I'm going to stable alert the other Shug horse who's coming off the move who will be running this move next time, putting that one, putting that one in there, uh, game change, uh, because who knows, that one could pop on the same pattern. Mm-hmm. So I, I was 2-3-6-7. Matthew was 2-7. Yep. This is lively debate. I really... I, you know, I, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I, I, I have a couple singles maybe later on. We'll see. We'll see. I think the last well, we... race is chaotic. What we've learned is that in a place of chaos, when we have to handicap in a rush, uh, we all we both use the same crush, crutches and land in the same <laughs> places. All right. Race eight, eight and a half furlongs, $80,000. Non-winners of something. Uh, New York bread allowance. It is on the dirt. Going to go contrarian. I think the winner of this race comes from the second wave of pace. I'm only using two horses here that I think will have first run. Both are great prices. I'm going to dig in with my first one. The five, Kaz Palace at 10 to 1. Uh, back to open competition after a try on turf, uh, you know, with New York Bread Company. Mm-hmm. Four, you know, four starts, two, one, and one over a fast track. Great work setting in. Um, I'm That's my top pick there. I really love that. I love that price on Kaz Palace. Who's your who's your top here? I, I'm going to be just a chalk-eating weasel and go with Shadow Dragon. Uh, and... Uh... Uh, and, and on a certain level, when you, you know, cap kind of quickly, sometimes I'm also a big fan of just looking at the company other horses keep. And this horse was on the Derby trail and finished second in a Derby prep race. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so, uh, you know, finished second in the Holy Bull, finished fifth in the Fountain of Youth, obviously was a, a nothing performance in the Wood Memorial. But still, you're going from grade three, grade two, grade two to now dropping down to a one turn allowance race. And, uh, you know, the horse broke its maiden up at the, you know, BAQ meet. And, uh, I, I, you know, I know this horse is going to need the pace set up to, for it to happen. But I also think this horse is just uh, better uh, than a lot of the other horses in this field. Mott's had some nice works for this one recently. So I went with Shadow Dragon as my top pick. So I'm going to be using uh, him in my ticket. I'm so glad that you brought up Backwaduct because I'm really not ready to retire a Belmont face with an Aqueduct booty. Backwaduct. <laughs> Baby got backwaduct. Um, my only concern, I thought about using Shadow Dragon, then I thought I would get cute and toss, even though I'm very much a, a Billmont fanboy, uh, which his birthday is approaching. If you do not have a calendar oh. alert set up for his birthday, <laughs> do it because it's during Saratoga and he's going to win. Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I ended up not using because I was afraid he was going to have to come from so far back. I know. Like, yeah. I mean, he can win from way far back. He he did it at Backwaduct. Uh, he tried to do it in the wood. The circumstances are, aren't the same, of course, but that was my only concern. Also, it makes me think of that Joe Biden talking about his weed um, AI voice thing. I'm, you know, I'm smoking the Budanese Shadow Garden primeval <laughs> Kush pack. 
was watered by the blood of 32 dragons, you know, necromancer Kush, the THC to CBD race. I love it. Lit. Let's move to the P. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my favorite races. Um, and it's because of one specific horse, the mm. nine furlong P9 Ridge stakes, grade two, $200,000 on the inner turf. Wait I a love second. The Catholic boy. What was the other horse you used in the previous race? Woo, you said you were going to use point. two, and then you only talked about one of them. You really <laughs> saved us a lot of value, a lot of time that would have been spent circling back. So I appreciate that. It's the eight uh, Union Fleet. Oh, that was the other one I'm using. I'm I'm going seven eight in that leg. So yeah, all right. I, I just need Manny Franco to get this one to relax while chaos unfolds in front of it. He's going to be like the second wave hitting Omaha Beach, and there's going to yeah. be like pace carnage in front of him. It's just you got to keep moving. Just got to yeah. keep moving. Super honest horse and very consistent speed figures. I, I like him a lot, and uh, I'm using him and uh, as kind of a backup to Shadow Dragon. So, yep, 7-8 for me. All right, so on to the P9 Ridge, which I love for the versatile Catholic boy, which I saw a Catholic boy got, got a start uh, uh, the other day. I'm not sure how many how many foals he's got running around in his first crop yet, oh, but I love, yeah. I love Catholic boy. Love that horse. I really cool horse. Race. He it, it, it won a grade one on turf and dirt, right? He won. He won the Rimson. He won the Travers. Yeah. He won the P9 Ridge. Right. Just you don't. That's the horses we need to be breeding, Matthew. Uh, These are the guys. Don't you know it? Don't the you knock know around it. lunch pail guys who call at you from a from a jackhammer. You know, like, hey, sugar fits. <laughs> All right. I proclaimed before a race recently that I was done beating my head against the wall trying to beat these Applebee shippers. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, once I got on it, uh, it that lost. Um, mm-hmm. Appleby lost bad, and it it fucked me bad. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking trap, and I'm not falling for it. I don't care. It's Charlie Appleby. I'm singling Silver Knot in this race. You can't fool me. I no. know. In the words of Admiral Akbar, it's a trap. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. You can tell me how the race is going to run and everything. I'm still no. I listen. I, I Silver Knot's my top pick in this one, and I think if Silver Knot's your top pick, and looking at the way the rest of this ticket is probably constructed, you you have to single one of these legs, and and I feel like this is one where you you're probably going to be most likely to single. Um, I you know Far Bridge. Here's the concern: there's not going to be any pace in this race. Uh, and oh by the way, a news alert. It's a New York turf race, so there's never any pace. Even if it looks like there's going to be pace on paper, there's none. Okay, because running over 50 seconds for the uh, half mile is illegal in the state of New York. And so I think that, you know, Silver Knot, people are going to remember that Breeders' Cup performance where he came from really far in the back. But if you've watched his races over in Europe, he actually gets out pretty well, and he's a kind of more of a mid-pack to slightly forward horse. So he's not going to have to do the heavy lifting that far bridge is going to have to do making up all this ground on a really slow pace up front. So I just think silver knot is, and I just tend to think Appleby just has better horses than the rest of us. And so I'm just like, Oh, all right. Like I, the guy's winning at what, like a 60% rate almost. I mean, it's just, it's obscene. So I'm just like, all right, we're just going to single silver knot here and move on. And uh, you know, I will say, I, I do think there are a lot of really nice turf horses uh, that we have that are in this three-year-old crop. Uh, because we're running a ton of these types of races right now, and they're all really strong. Uh, so I'm excited about Farbridge, and I'm excited about even a horse like Freedom Trail and Click uh, and a few others. They're nice horses, but yeah, Silver Knot for me and move on. Yeah, pretty 
That's it, man. That's it. Like, listen, like I, I watched like the new Jurassic Parks with uh with uh Chris uh Chris Pratt. Like, I know all about this whole alpha thing. Like, he, he's definitely the alpha. It's like that time the neighbor's chicken got in my backyard, and I thought <laughs> I was the alpha, and then it started like running at me like a dinosaur, and I was definitely not in control of that situation anymore. <laughs> all right. Here we go. It's time for the final leg of this carryover pick six. We're trying to win the kind of money where we can say these things. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> With your broke ass. <laughs> when we have people over to our house in the Hamptons and they spill red wine. Hey, 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 don't rub on that. You blocked that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's $25,000 alpaca. You block that shit. Right. You don't rub them. Put the club soda on there. Matthew, how are we going to win this blot my alpaca money? Well, uh, I, I know there's a certain personality on Twitter that'll say, when in doubt, go six over nine. I didn't go do that, but I did go nine over six in this one. I do like the nine and the six quite a bit uh, in this race. So the nine is my top pick, the thrill of victory. And this is a Mike Maker horse uh, going a little bit longer, second back from a layoff on the turf with Jose Lescano aboard. Uh, feels like this is a good one going into a class drop, has been running in the maiden special weight state restricted company, now dropping down to the maiden claimer 40. And honestly, if you look at this horse's efforts, if you strike out the off dirt or off uh, turf race uh, back in October of 2022, I, the rest of the races are decent. I mean, a fifth, a third, and a sixth doesn't get your blood going, but it's not as if this was a horse that was like so hopelessly beaten and is dropping down in class. So a horse that was like up there rel relatively close and is now dropping down in class, I think is, uh, you know, a good price at, at five to one if you end up getting it. And I'm always a sucker. You know, we talk about being a dirty little pig boy for certain things. And I am certainly a dirty little pig boy for a complete makeover package on a horse. And so that's why I like the six just for luck. You're getting the blinkers put on. You're dropping down in class. You're getting a new trainer. There's a lot going on here. And uh, this horse was just so hopelessly beaten the last couple of times out in maiden special weight company that I'm hoping that some of these changes will have the sort of thing necessary to uh, spur this horse on at a big price of 12 to one. So those were two that I were looking at. I have a couple of others that I'll include after you tell me about your top picks. Well, uh, first I want to say that I was shocked when I look at these past performances to realize that Barry, the builder was not like 10 years old and hadn't raced like 50 times already. <laughs> I guess I just handicap every time that Barry, the builder is Seriously. running. Um, yes. I didn't necessarily have a top pick. I'm just going to work inside from out. I did use yeah. the two Barry the Builder at five to yep. one. Um, I mean, I haven't been on the right side of it yet, obviously, because it's still a maiden, but time for that to change. Um, I'll just use the three war prints at nine to two. I, I thought this one could take a, take a big step up, third off the layoff and second uh, off of turf. Um, I also use the six just for luck, 12 to one. I also, I a second little pig boy for, for all of that stuff. Um, and then the last horse I included was the seven. Hmm. Ope holding au pair at 30 to one. We all know these horses suck for a fact, except for au pair new kid, hot and hot on the street. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I'm, in, I'm throwing that 31 shot in there. I think we've got to know we like we had a couple different horses there. We got like the last leg just completely 
surrounded. Like if we were economists, we'd declare victory because we were just really <laughs> projecting the shit out of this. We really are. So, I mean, it's, uh, it, it, this last race is pretty wide open, as you would expect a maiden claimer to be uh, pretty wide open. And that's why, you know, from my ticket standpoint, when, when we were talking about doing this, you know, going kind of, you know, in race seven, I go two by two by one, that race seven, eight, nine sequence. That's where I'm trying to save some money. Uh, but basically I go four by three by two by two by one by five. Uh, and so I'm doing the two, three, four, six, nine uh, in that last leg. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not going to be a cheap one, I don't think. And it's, you know, maybe you have a better feeling for it than I do, but I, I, this feels like a rather expensive ticket uh, by our standards. There are some people who put together, you know, multi hundred dollar tickets and like it's nobody's business. And it's this this would feel chintzy to them, perhaps. But uh, this, uh, you know, uh, this is a fun one, though. He's the one who did that Holiday Inn song, right? Chintzy. Never mind. <laughs> Boom! Just if you didn't understand that joke, leave, leave it. Leave it in the in the uh, reviews for the show, <laughs> and we'll explain uh, the magic that was Chingy and the Holiday Inn. All uh, right. So you know what's funny is you you know you mentioned like tickets a little bit more expensive than I thought. We we did this in a rush because we realized there was a, going to be a carryover, and we wanted to get an episode out. So like I got to just like total up my ticket. I'm actually pre- pleasantly surprised. I'm getting out of here for ninety six dollars at the okay. at the one dollar base. So two by three. By four, by one, by four. Okay. That, can you add do that math can, right? All right. Can you add mine up as well? Two by three. Yep. All by right. Four. Four. Yeah. Nine six. Okay. What's yours? Right. Mine is four by three, by two, by two, by one, by five. Two forty. Yeah, so I so I I'll probably end up taking off one of those in the last leg because that'll end up saving me, and I'll move it down to one twenty, and that'll end up being fine. Because uh, I don't like using so much that could change in that last leg. To be fair, like yes. there could be a very logical edit to any of those worth like in my four or your five because you have. Yeah, I want to say there's sixteen entries here. I mean, yeah. you're you're going to see a lot of, of of attrition out of this race. That's true. If, if it's not from the front, so yeah. I mean, it may yeah. You know, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like uh, we were giving you these picks and we believe in these picks, but we might change that last leg tomorrow. <laughs> well, you know, I, no, listen, I mean, that's the thing is every time, you know, we, you can handicap from here to kingdom come. Once the scratches come out, things change and you go, oh, yeah. crap. OK, well, and it's not just I like that horse. And now that horse isn't running. It's oh, crap. That horse was lone speed. And now that changes the total dynamics of the race. And now I got to rethink who else I like in this uh, race because I don't like the same horse anymore or, you know, something along those lines. So, uh, you know, scratches obviously playing a huge impact, but hoping all the folks out there listening can put together an inexpensive ticket and hit it so that we can get that alpaca. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to bring mine in like alive and form a relationship and bond with it. And then I'm going to make him a dope rug because that's how you honor your friends. I'd have a Matthew saying his hair, saying his hair rug any day. <laughs> well, now that we are talking about collecting people's skin and hair, it's a good time to end the show. The notorious OTV brought to you by the sports gambling podcast network real quick, Matthew, let us know about all the cool stuff you got going on with trust the profits right now. Absolutely. Well, you folks can find me on Twitter at the handle at failed to menace. Got a lot of stuff coming up for the Belmont and uh, also have uh Keisha Courtney Clement joining me this week on Cap in the Card, where we go race one through 
10 and give you our top pick top value play for every single race on the card. And then, yeah, I got a ton of stuff going on with uh, Belmont and most excitedly Monday night live stream, Monday night lights starting 8 PM Eastern live stream, Assiniboia downs every Monday night from now till the rest of the meet. Uh, we have a partnership with them. They've been great to work with. Uh, so you can hop on the live stream, hang out and, uh, we are able to show the races and do all of that stuff. Great interaction with them. So a lot of fun. And you can find all that on my Twitter at Bale de Menace. And I will, I'm going to jump in on there sometime. Hell yeah. Listen, you, you take a, a weekday and then you take the words night and lights after and an homage to the beautiful work of nonfiction by one Buzz Bissinger with a coach portrayed by Benton, Arkansas's own Billy Bob Thornton. I'm fucking on board. <laughs> oh, and don't forget my edge boost double down play for the day for tomorrow. It's going to be the Houston gamblers minus three in the USFL. Ooh, I just blew your mind with some spring football. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. That is us. It for us at the notorious OTB. We will see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>